So we have uh, officially entered the Advent season, and uh, I had hoped to have some books for all of you to walk you through uh, the week-by-week expressions of worship and adoration that the Advent season calls for in the liturgical church, um, just to connect with some of our own church history. You know, there are a lot of things that um, have gotten lost in the modern church from, from the origins of our faith that are really worth examining afresh and anew. Uh, so the booklets haven't arrived yet. I will most likely have them for you next Sunday, and you can at least examine what Advent is really all about. But it's the beginning of the uh, church's calendar. Everything for the church begins with the shining of the great star, you know, the first indicator that God's promise had begun to happen. Advent, as a, a definition, is the arrival of a notable person, thing, or event. A notable person, thing, or any, anyone think who that might be? <laughs> the first season of the Christian church year leading up to Christmas and including the four preceding Sundays. In Christian theology, Advent is the coming or second coming of Christ. So we have had an Advent and we are approaching an Advent. Okay. The first one was in humility. Second one, <laughs> it's going to be in power. No. But either way, uh, biblically, Advent is a supernaturally declared heavenly event. In Genesis 1.14, says, And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to divide between the day and the night. Now here it is. And let them be for signs. Let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years, and let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. I'm getting a uh, amazing buzz out of here. Is there anything in the board settings that can shoot it? Just shoot the board. <laughs> Numbers 24. Uh, this is an interesting um, set of scriptures. If you ever have an opportunity, you just want to do a leisurely read. Um, these the children of Israel are coming out of the Exodus experience. They're coming, approaching the, the promised land. All of the nations know what's about to happen. They're about to be displaced. And so uh, a number of tribes banded together and tried to defeat them and just, just couldn't. I mean, you can't come against God's people. And so uh, Balaam uh, was hired by one of the kings as a prophet. He was known to be a prophet in the land. Now, in those days, you didn't, you could make a connection with God without being a Christian, without being a Jew, and Balaam somehow did that. So uh, this king hires Balaam to prophesy. He said, oh, if I can get prophecy against the children of Israel, you know, we'll keep them from getting all that God wants them to get. So Three times Balaam tries to prophesy against 
the children of Israel. And every time he goes into a prophetic trance, he begins to prophesy for the children of Israel and against his enemies, right? It was really an awesome read, if you ever get a chance, in Numbers 24. It says, and he took up this discourse and said, the oracle of Balaam, the son of Beor, the oracle of the man whose eye is opened, the oracle of him who hears the words of God and knows the knowledge of the Most High, who sees the vision of the Almighty, falling down with his eyes uncovered. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. Now here it comes. A star shall come out of Jacob. Advent. And a scepter shall rise out of Israel and shall crush the forehead of Moab and break down the sons of Sheth. And then, of course, in Matthew 2, uh, the most famous of the scriptures concerning uh, Advent, uh, Matthew 2, 1 through 18. And now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east. Now, I want you to hold on to just that last couple of sentences where is he who is born king of the Jews, for we have seen his star in the east? I'm going to show you a little something in a minute. And we have come to worship him. But when Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the governors of Judah. For out of you shall come a governor who shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, inquired of them exactly what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. Now notice, it is not a baby anymore, is it? It's about two years old by this time. And when you have found him, bring me word again, so that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east two years before, okay, this is significant, went before them until it came and stood over where the child was. And seeing the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They fell down and worshipped him. And opening their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And when they had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee to Egypt, and be there until I bring you word, for Herod is about to seek the child to destroy him. And he arose and took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. And he was there until the death of Herod, so that might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, out of Egypt I have called my son. Then Herod, when he saw he had been mocked by the wise men, was greatly enraged. And he sent and killed all the boys in Bethlehem and in all its districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he had carefully inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, A voice was heard in Ramah, 
wailing and weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they are not. There are a number of historical accounts of a bright celestial occurrence in the sky within the time frame in which it is believed the birth of Jesus took place at Bethlehem, which would in actuality be somewhere around 4 B.C., but no later than 7 B.C. The error in the dating of the birth of Jesus is found in the miscomputations made by the church when it developed and introduced the Gregorian calendar, the calendar that we follow today, which most scholars agree is off by at least four years. But we won't get on that trail today. One of the accounts, which I, I thought was quite fascinating, comes from very precise and accurate records of astronomical events kept by the ancient Chinese that recount the appearance of a bright star that remained visible for over two years. Another I found in some research I came across while doing my master's work in biblical archaeology. I want to show you a picture of this. This was a coin that was discovered in a dig in Syria. And you'll notice that there is a ram with a star shining over its shoulder. Uh, this was discovered by Dr. Michael Molnar, and he did a report on this. I'm going to just read you what, what he had to say. Could the purchase of an ancient coin have led to an important clue about the Star of Bethlehem? The above illustration is a Roman coin from Antioch, Syria, which shows the zodiac sign Aries the Ram. In trying to understand the meaning behind the coin, I found that Aries was the sign of the Jews. Now, don't forget the zodiac was used differently in the ancient world than it is now. It's not in the back page of the local newspaper, you know, AD 1. Okay. Realizing that this is where the ancient stargazers would have watched for the star of Bethlehem, I embarked on searching for the celestial event that signified the birth of the Messiah in Judea. Superimposed on the photograph of the coin is what I found. Jupiter underwent two oculations, eclipses, by the moon in Aries in 6 BC. Jupiter was the regal star that conferred kingship, a power that was amplified when Jupiter was in close conjunction with the moon. The second oculation on April 17th coincided precisely when Jupiter was in the east, a condition mentioned twice in the biblical account about the star of Bethlehem. In August of that year, Jupiter became stationary and then went before through Aries, where it became stationary again on December 19th, 6 BC. This is when the regal planet stood over a secondary royal portent also described in the Bible. In particular, there is a confirmation from a Roman astrologer that conditions of April 17th, 6 BC, were believed to herald the birth of a divine, immortal, and omnipotent person born under the sign of the Jews, which we now know as Aries the Ram. 
Furthermore, the coins of Antioch and ancient astrological documents show that there was indeed a star of Bethlehem as reported in the biblical account of Matthew. So not only was the event recorded uh, in writings, it was so significant to the time that they minted coins to portray the event as, a, as an actual historical event, so, which I thought was quite fascinating. But here's the thing. We need to keep in mind as we look at all this information, it is not the sign that's important. It is what the sign points to or directs our attention toward. The Laconia Fire Department requires that we put these little lighted signs over every doorway that leads to a direct access to the outside. In case there's a fire, that sign will direct you to a door that will lead you to safety. You get the picture? Star of Bethlehem is the same thing. It was a sign set in the heavens back in Genesis 1. Let them be for signs. A lighted sign set in the heavens. A doorway to eternal safety is going to be opened. Because the light of Bethlehem still shines on in the darkness of despair, there is a light of hope. Isaiah 9, 2 through 7 says this, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and of the peace there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. From the very first acts of creation, God began to set up the signage. It's coming. Advent is coming. Advent is coming. Because the light of Bethlehem shines on in the darkness of suffering, there is a light of life. John says it in John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. 
He was not the light, but came to be a witness about the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world, the advent. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Wow. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God. Because the light of Bethlehem shines on. In the darkness of oppression, there is the light of salvation. Luke 2. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Canarius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came. The time came for the advent, for her to give birth. Because the light of Bethlehem shines on in the darkness of fear, there is the light of joy. Luke 2, 7 and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over the flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Because the light of Bethlehem shines on in the darkness of anxiety, there is a light of peace. And this will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger, and when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child. Because the light of Bethlehem shines on in the darkness of uncertainty, there is still the light of wonder. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And because the light of Bethlehem shines on, the darkness of suspicion, there is the light of devotion. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. 
And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. And after listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They fell down and they worshipped him. And opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country. Because the light of Bethlehem shines on. Advent is more than a hope of his coming. It is an assurance that he is with us. That the way has been well marked by lighted signs so that we can find our way to eternal safety within the purposes of God who set lights in the sky as signs for us to see and follow. And today, perhaps, something has begun to shine in your heart. Perhaps there's an advent taking place in you, a hope or an assurance that the light of the love of Jesus can and has begun to shine for you in some area of your life that has known darkness or oppression. Because the advent has happened and will happen. No darkness can overtake us.